Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the CJJC Show. Embrace the controversy. Stay for the biased takes. Week one is almost wrapped up, and the guys got to enjoy a full slate of football. So, like last season, we got the weekly drive-through, and we have week one overreactions. So sit back, realize there's football till February, and enjoy the show. You know, I never realized how important preseason is. And also, happy 9-11. Never forget. There we go. All right, everyone. <clears throat> there we go. Welcome back, everybody. As you can tell, it is uh, me again on the mic to start this episode off. But this time, we do have Colby. So, Colby, you are out and about this time around on a great 9-11 day, hopefully for you. So, how you doing? How you doing, Colby? I'm, I'm pretty good, man. Just, yeah, doing another road episode off. <clears throat> Traveling or back, doing all my long drives back. I got up from Mississippi, so I've been on the road all day. Got about two more hours to go. But I'm uh, good. It's great to have football back. Even though, as we were saying right before we started, it wasn't really the cheeriest of week one, uh, at least for our teams. Certainly not for my team. <laughs> oh, no, not for me either, Colby. Seeing back-to-back fumbles was disgusting. So... We'll get into our own teams here in a minute because I think when we went down the line, yeah, oh, well, yeah, yours is going to be right off the bat, it looks like, Colb. So, okay, might as well get it over with. <laughs> yeah, so everyone, we're going to go ahead and do what we did last season, what we call the weekly drive through. We're going to go ahead, go through all these games, talk about how we feel about them and all that jazz, and review our picks from the pickums on Thursday last week. Um, Yes, Colby, let's go ahead and get right into it because we did not make a pick for the Detroit game. Um, when we were watch- when we were recording, it was before halftime and we just didn't get back to it and me and Christian were just too too involved with the picks, man. It was just such a fun time. I'm going to give you the give you the heads up now. So, we could talk about Detroit and Kansas City since we haven't done that yet. Um god dang, man. Campbell got those boys running. I, that's all I can say. These these dudes are going at full speed. I, I am. My eyes have been open. Colby, what are your uh, what are your thoughts? I mean, yeah, I was, uh, it was it was not the game I was expecting. A lot of I mean, it really does like show. I think like with preseason now, a lot of these games week one are really are not the prettiest games out of the gate. Yet some of them are pretty choppy. Um, the Chiefs, I mean, I was, that was an impressive win for the Lions, man. Like, I did not think even Kelsey. Yeah. So, their defense looked a whole lot better. Again, the Chiefs missing Kelsey was, was huge. And that's huge for the Lions, though, man. That's a huge momentum builder. Um, they're in a great spot. I thought all the draft picks uh, on defense especially played awesome. Branch, Jack Campbell looked good. So, the defense seems pretty improved. The offense wasn't great, um, but I'm sure that'll come along. Jameer Gibbs, I mean, he, he is he looks awesome. They didn't use him as much as I thought they would. We'll see how that varies throughout the year. But, yeah, I mean, that's a statement win for Detroit. Um, very impressive for, for Dan Campbell. Happy for him. And I hope they keep it going, man. I'm full of for him. Because they, if 
fans deserve to have have a nice season. I mean, that's probably the biggest one of the biggest wins they've had in 20 years. Dang, Ralph Colby, that's a that one, or maybe the one that sent Rogers packing. I I would say that the Rogers game was going to be the right up there because both these games are monumentous for the Dan Campbell era. I think that talking about it, back to back games where they're going into a situation where the odds are just stacked against them, and Dan Campbell, like I said, the start got these boys running, man. They are turning up. Um, yes, you said the game was sloppy to start with, but I feel like. Dan Campbell, that's the way he would want it, you know? With Andy Reid, he probably, you know, would like to prefer his offense to be more fine-tuned and catching passes. Um, Detroit, you know, they just took advantage of that. And half of those plays, by the way, speaking of catching passes, was great, excellent DB play by Detroit. We'll give them, like, there was a couple of peanut punches in there from their players that even I was like, hold up. That was just a better play by the defender. That wasn't the receiver's fault that time. So... It, it was definitely an eye-opening game for the Lions, and especially as a rival fan, because my team didn't do as hot. Um, it will also bring in the topic that I would like to bring up during overreaction already and everything. Okay. So, I like but anyways, onto the Chiefs. I feel like without Kelsey, like you said, Kolb, it exposed how badly their receiving core was dependent on star power. I think. I mean, they had Tyreek Hill, and now he was gone. They they managed to survive. Yes, they got the ring and everything, but Travis Kelsey, Hall of Fame tight end, you know, we didn't even see that much of a sample size with Mahomes without him. Now that we have, and it's because, well, the receiving core is not great um, at, at this for this season and for this sample, which isn't the best thing for uh, poor old Patty. I'm sure they'll get things going, like you said, Kolb, because it is the Chiefs, but it is a little concerning. I mean, when you, especially when you consider can they keep up in shootouts when you have teams like the Dolphins, the 49ers, I mean, dropping all these mad points left and right. Yeah. No, yeah, you're, you're right about that. I, I Ultimately, I think the Chiefs will be fine. I mean, I still think they're going to be very good. But, but yeah, that, that is the one, that's the way to get I mean, That's the one weakness you point to as far as why they wouldn't repeat is the wide receivers room. I thought defensively without Chris Jones, they played pretty well. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of their young defensive players are good. Mahomes missed throws, but I mean overall he still was great. But yeah, their receivers, they just weren't getting open. Canaries Tony had some obviously a bunch of drops. Um they yeah, that wide receiving core, I mean they even losing Juju, like who wasn't spectacular for them, like they they could have used him out there last night. Um or Thursday night. Um, but yeah, I so I do think the Chiefs will be fine, but it does it is definitely is concerning and I think um, they're not gonna be a juggernaut like rolling forever, whatever feet probably. That's still I think be very good. But yeah, the fact that they don't have that true number one like wide receiver, obviously Kelsey's the number one receiver. I mean I think he's gonna be back next week, so I'm sure they'll be fine. Um, but yeah, definitely slight concerns at, at least for the Chiefs. And that's the first time Mahomes has ever lost week one. Um, so shout out to the Lions for being able to get Andy Reid week one, Chris Jones and Kelsey or not. Um, that's still a huge win for them. Yeah, it was a huge win. Um, but that was Colby Joe. was just a game to start the season, which is incredible to say, because unfortunately, this game was pretty hyped up. Um, high expectations from all corners here. Uh, Colby, what happened in the Pittsburgh 49ers game? Yeah. This is going to be the first one that was on our list that we did talk about. For your surprise, Christian was rallying with you guys. I don't think you're going to hear that rally ever again after this type of game. Um, 
I'm going to let you take the floor. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. I'm glad to just get it over with. Yeah, so I was obviously, I thought they would win. I mean, I liked their chances going in. Um, it became very apparent very early that they were completely outmatched. Um, so it stinks. I don't want to over... I, I still, I'm not going to completely jump ship, and I still think they can make the playoffs. I still think they'll be a good team. Um, I, this is probably the best team they're going to play the whole season, which is kind of the silver line I told myself. But yeah, they got thrashed. Um, I knew they were in trouble on the second play of the game when second play offensive play of the season, Matt Canada, back to his old ways, immediately calls a jet sweep that loses yards. It's his favorite play, jet sweep for negative yards. And I was like, oh, my God. Uh, yeah, and it was bad. It was the same brutal offense that I've been complaining about for two years now. Um, so, yeah, that, it was pretty painful to watch. Pickett, Pickett was bad. I mean, I'm not going to put it all in that Canada. Pickett disappointed me a lot. Um, but they couldn't run the ball. They're, up front, they were just completely manhandled. Um, so I'm concerned about the whole line a little bit. At the same time, I think they'll get better. Um I'm mostly just chalking it up to the 49ers, I think, being a juggernaut and Steelers just having Matt Canada. Uh, but Pickett was bad. He's got to be better. Um, but, yeah, it was ugly. They were completely outclassed. And Deontay Johnson hurt his hamstring. I'm not sure how severe that is. Hopefully he'll be all right because they definitely need him. Their offense is already a mess. Uh, it took them a whole first half before they finally got a first down. They had one yard for a while. Um, and defensively, they also kind of got thrashed a little bit. Their defense was better than offense. T.J. Watt made some plays, but they couldn't cover IU. Uh, they were hunting Pat Pete out there, which isn't a great sign. Um, so, yeah, I have some concerns. It definitely brings me down as far as what the ceiling of this Steelers team could be. It definitely may not be as high as I would have thought. Um, I'm sure Christian, like you said, was, uh, is going to be trying to victory lap me on that on Thursday. I think that's a little premature. I still think they said I still think they'll be very good. Um, but I'll say this: the caveat of that I think it's mostly just about more about the Niners than the Steelers. But if they lose to Cleveland on Monday, I will be very concerned. Then I will be like, okay, I made the wrong bus. It was it was brutal. <clears throat> but at least they didn't give me any false hope. You know, you pretty much saw immediately that. Oh, they're just going to get embarrassed. It's just like they were playing a different sport out there. Well, Colby, we'll talk about that game when the time comes. Uh, that sounds already like a big Monday night spot, let me tell you right now. Um, yeah. My thoughts on this game was, dude, the 49ers did not miss a beat. I felt so no. fucking stupid. <laughs> I felt so dumb downing the 49ers. They, the defense came out. Uh, it's at this point I'm thinking it's not about Steve Wilkes man that defense was just so elite I mean for God's sakes it went from all three levels just at all three levels the defense is like rated grade A you know it's it's insane to watch and then they were talking this morning and everything reassuring my take that anybody on that offense like you would say would pop off on any given day I mean Christian McCaffrey a hundred almost 160 yards I think probably 160 yards of total scrimmage, but um, and Brandon Ayuk two touchdowns. I mean, the the name that you're missing there is George Kittle and what's his name, Debo Samuel. You like those are the two guys that we haven't heard from yet. And guess what? The odds are we're probably going to hear from them in the upcoming weeks in a big way. 
Uh, yeah, just really a really dumb, dumb moment on my behalf and everything. Very got really humbled by the 49ers. They are legit and everything. I think you're right, Colby, on that. This game was more about the 49ers. It turned into more about the 49ers, just when you, especially when you bring up the one yard stat. This game definitely turned into more about the 49ers than it is the the Steelers. Um, that's, that's at least what I'm gonna tell myself. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, the 49ers are a great team. Um, I was surprised this morning they were comparing the two defenses of 49ers and Dallas. We'll talk about them later, but. No one really gave the nod to the 40, 49ers, and I thought that was surprising. I mean, one yard. That's a, it took a whole game for them to get one, one first. It took a whole half almost to get the first first down. Like, that's pretty impressive, guys. <laughs> I'm surprised no one mentioned it. Yeah. No, yeah, it was ridiculous. The Steelers, like, they literally, they could not run the ball whatsoever. Najee Harris wasn't running doing his classic Najee Harris where he loves to go side to side juke and then just get no yards. Um, but I mean, it wasn't really his fault. They literally were just getting crushed right off the ball every single time. I think they only attempted probably like 10 runs or something. I don't know the exact number, but it wasn't many because it was just became evident this isn't going to work. Pickett was under constant duress the whole time. Um, so yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. It was very, very bad. Um, I think there'll be event. I, I mean, it's they'll get it together, I think. But yeah, that was that was dreadful. Uh, and Purdy, Purdy looks great, man. I think he's gonna be even better this year. Uh, obviously, he has a super team around him, but he was sharp. He makes all the throws. He's smart, decisive. He's accurate. So I think Brock Purdy is, is gonna be the guy for them. I think he'll play there for for a long time. I really do. He's he's terrific. Happy happy for Brock. I, my dad, because I was watching with my dad, I was like, this is the only game I'll be rooting against Brock that love-hate relationship has officially turned into just pure love it sounds like um i was, I was, I was skeptical just because of as i've said his last year in college he really took a step back so i maybe held that against him too much um but still the goat of iowa state quarterbacks by a mile so <laughs> as you proved that was a great demonstration last time when you explained brock purdy's uh impact on <laughs> iowa state go clones um all right we're going to move on to the next game, way down south, that we got Colby, an NFC South showdown, where my team was a little bit pretty lackluster. It was the Carolina Panthers and the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons getting their first uh, winning record in like since 2017, which was a fun stat that I saw and got to rub in. crazy. Yeah. So, Atlanta, 1-0. Congratulations. Uh, they handled business with the Panthers, 24-10. Colby, thoughts on the Desmond Ritter, your Desmond Ritter wagon? There we go. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not like Desmond Desmond Ritter. Uh, I don't know if he's that good. To be honest with you, he uh, he completed only he it was fifteen for eighteen, but he yep. only had one hundred fifteen yards. So it's pretty much all dump offs and checkdowns. They're super run heavy, so it doesn't seem like they trust him a lot. Um, but they're much better than Carolina. That that would be clear. Um which I think you and I both thought anyways that Atlanta would be better than Carolina. Um, or back picks. But they run the Bijan Algier, head two-headed monster. Bijan is at average, as advertised. He's sick. 
Um, so their running game is going to be a problem. They're going to win a, a good. I think they'll win a good number of games this year just by being able to run the ball. Um, I do have some concerns that Des, about Desmond Ritter. Just it doesn't seem like they really trust him to let it fly. But you know what he did when he was asked this game, and he did a good job. So I think he'll be. I mean, I think he's fine for now, but I don't know. Well, hopefully, I hope to see him open it up more and uh, throw, throw it a little bit more. I'm not sure. Uh, but my, my big takeaway from this one was more Carolina. Carolina is going to be horrible. Um, as much as I do like their defense, I know you love their defense. I'm with you on that. They just have no offense. I feel bad for mm-hmm. Bryce Young. They have a terrible line. They don't really have any good weapons. Um, they're not going to score very many points at all this year. And all the rookies had rough, tough debuts, but Bryce Young was probably the worst mm-hmm. of the three. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, my, my biggest takeaway from this game is Car- Carolina is just going to be it's gonna be a rough first year for Bryce. Yeah, I'm gonna probably you'll probably be seeing me backtrack here in a few weeks because yes, the defense I feel like it did show up, but that offense, Colby, was rough to watch. I mean, I I, I tried, but dude, it was just not it was not pretty, like you said. Um, Atlanta, they did what they Arthur Smith is great at, which was run the ball. I mean, he had all the run schemes out the wazoo. Um, Let's see. I want to see how many running backs were in play for the Falcons this game. Only three. Only two. They actually kept it to only two, with Tyler Algier taking most of the carries. Yeah, Nick Patterson was out. I think he's hurt, so you know they can play. Yeah. Yeah, and I was about to say, like you were saying, Colby, only 115 yards for our old Desmond Ritter. But, I mean... Just like Purdy, he's doing what he's asked, and it's not much in his case. It's not much in his case. I think he's not quite it. I think Purdy's definitely better. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a whole season left. We'll see. <laughs> not disagreeing on that one, Colby. I'm just saying <laughs> the, 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 co- the coaches are asking these guys for a certain amount, and, and for Ritter, it's not much. And for Ritter, it's not much at the moment. Um who knows what this offense can be if he can t- find a way to take the lid off it, like he said. But, yeah, it's just going to be hard to watch the Panthers, and it's gonna, especially for me. Um, I did have them a little bit higher in my division rankings, Colby, separately. But when we did do our season prediction, yes, we did have the Falcons taking it. All right, moving on to another game that was in the AFC, it looks like. It would be the Texans and Baltimore Ravens. I don't think the Ravens covered this one. Let me see. They did, yeah. First, you got that one. Uh, yeah, I mean, we can go quick on that one again. I just goes back to my rant that I had a few weeks ago about Baltimore always getting just a layup week one game. Um, so yeah, congrats to to them on beating the Texans. I guess C.J. Stroud. I mean, what did you want him to do? He wasn't great, but I thought he was fine. Look at his numbers. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I watched a lot of this game, but. Um, the Ravens were obviously a better team. I think the Texans will still sneak some wins as the year goes on. I think they'll get better because they are such a young team. Baltimore, Zay Flowers looked really good. Lamar, I don't think, tore it up. And there are the big thing from this one, they rolled, but they did. They are already beat up with injuries. They already did not have Marlon Humphreys. Now J.K. Dobbins really sucks for him. Another season-ending injury. Feel bad for him with the torn Achilles. Um, their tackle, Stanley, and their center, Linderbaugh, both got hurt. Um, the Ravens just always have injuries, man. Um, so we'll see how they deal with that as the year goes on. Um, even though they won, I mean, it's not like – I don't think you can take too much from that game. The Texans, they're going to be bad. You hope to see C.J. Stroud get better as the year goes on. But that one's about what I expected. 
Yeah, I mean, tough ask for C.J. Stroud week one. I mean, the kid didn't throw an interception, but he was sacked five times and everything, and he did lose the ball once in the fumble. But sacked five times, so poor guy was just getting chased down everywhere. Didn't get a chance to really get Damian Pierce going, which I had to keep an eye on because he's on my fantasy team. But, I mean, remember, like I said, no interceptions. The dude did throw for 242 yards. So, like you said, Colby, hopefully, I feel like the Texans, man, they, when I was watching the game, they were keeping this game relatively close until it turned into a blowout in the end. But they were they were making plays, you know. Like, D'Amico Ryans, you could tell that he was hype, even though they were down, like, I think there was a play where he was down 16 and he was still like hype, you know, like getting like they made a great tackle and he was just getting those boys ready and everything. I thought it was awesome. I think he's going to be a great coach for him, great culture builder that we were talking about early in the offseason when they got him. Uh, looking forward to the Texans. They're going to be fun trap games coming up, man, for him. Oh, yeah, I, I, I think I agree with that. I think, like I said, I think they'll get better as the year goes on. They're the early phase of a rebuild. So, mm-hmm. um, and they regret giving Arizona their pick. Yeah, you gotta choose one or the other, and they chose. Pro- we'll see how Cleveland boils down to. Um, believe it or not, they are the next game on this list, Colby, that we talked about. It was the Cincinnati at the Browns. Browns dominated the Bengals. Uh, me and Christian both backed the Browns on this one. Easy money, it looked like, um, and it turned out to be true. Colby, what? went down with the highest paid quarterback in Joe Burrow. But also, speaking of highest paid, we did I did forget to mention, right just as we finished talking about the Chiefs, Colby, Chris Jones just got paid. He did? Oh, yes, wow. just as we finished talking about the Chiefs. And I forgot to mention that because you were going off on your Steelers tangent and it was just, <laughs> can't stop greatness. Um, yeah, so yeah, Chris Jones just got paid and everything. Speaking of people that got paid and Joe Burrow, Put up less than a hundred passing yards. Um, Colby, what is up with your Bengals, man? I told you the Browns okay. are gonna be biting They're ankles this Bengals. season. They're I told you. Bengals. Oh my goodness! I'm just the only one who. Would... Well, I feel like you're usually fine. Um, I'm just Christian is just so unrealistic about the Bengals. I'm objective about the Bengals, but I don't support them by any means. They're not my Bengals. That's personal. Um. Yeah, I mean, I know I wasn't able to be on there with you on Thursday. I would have also – I liked the Browns in that game, too, just because uh, Burrow, with him missing all the mini camp and everything, or everything with the calf, not mini camp, uh, but, like, the preseason stuff. Um, you saw how they came out last year against the Steelers. He threw a bunch of picks. This was even worse. I mean, that was the worst game of his career. Um, so, yeah, I kind of – and they always struggle with the Browns. I mean, he's only beaten them once in his career. They were completely overwhelmed. Uh, and it was, it was gross money. It was kind of the perfect storm for Cleveland, and they stopped them. So I wasn't – I didn't think it would be that ugly. I thought they would score more than three points, but I wasn't surprised to see the Browns win that one. Um, but, yeah, Cleveland, they have a really good defense. The Pittsburgh-Cleveland game Monday night is going to be fascinating to see how that goes. Um, Cincinnati, it's a horrible start. Ultimately, I think they'll be fine. Um, they, I think they're gonna. They started slow last year, and then they went fourteen and two down the stretch. Um, I think. I don't know. I don't think they're gonna be as good as they were last year, but I still think they'll be fine long term. I, I and I, I bet Cincinnati will still be better than Cleveland by the end of the year. But yeah, I wasn't surprised to see a roll like this. Statement went for Cleveland. Deshaun, he was fine. He still wasn't great, but um, he's at least better than he was most of last year. 
So, I mean, the Browns are going to be right there in the mix. We'll see what happens. I still not don't fully believe in them, but um, that was an impressive start. I mean, they rolled Cincinnati. So. Yeah, um, it was a great, great game from the Browns' defense and the new D.C., Jim Schwartz. Um, dude, Miles Garrett, he just is a monster. I mean, a great week for defenses all around, it seems like. Um, everyone, I mean, obviously, it's week one. The offenses are usually behind on the defensive level. But, dude, like I said at the start, Joe Burrow only had less than 100 yards, man. This was rough. I mean, with a capital R and some Fs. I mean, it was just rough. It, it's not great. Um, and the Browns, I mean, dude, Joe Burrow can't beat. That's, this might be Joe Burrow's kryptonite. It's low-key the Browns. Who know, Who would have thought? Um, they lost to the Steelers last year. I mean, another team in the division with a great defense. Um I forget how that game two went down because you guys played them at Cincinnati week yeah, one. This one was at Cleveland. Yeah, they beat us in Pittsburgh second time. Right, the second game was like the complete opposite. It was like thirty-seven thirty. Oh snap! See, but for me, it was about this game. Deshaun Watson taking advantage of his opportunities. Man, I mean. Joe Burrow and his team didn't show up. At least Deshaun Watson, whenever he got the ball or close to the field, he, he at least put up points. You know, he was he was doing the guitar bass celebration, which I kind of felt was a little questionable, but because uh, <laughs> it was looked like he was just rubbing his belly. So that was that was just me. Um, I was like, okay, we're just gonna we're just gonna let this go and everything. But he was uh, he it looked like he was a little bit more stress free, Colby, if I should say. Uh, new season for the guy, and he's not Deshaun Watson of old, but I think he's trying to get back to that. Yeah, no, I mean, he, he did enough, obviously, and they ran the ball super well also. Mm -hmm. um, that made a big difference. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how he does down the stretch. Um, still not completely sold on it, but Cleveland, I mean, yeah, the North is going to be a war zone, man. It's going to be a lot of physical games like this. Um, I cannot wait because I think it's it's two games next week because I'm pretty sure Cincinnati and Baltimore also play next week. Uh, so that's going to be big week two coming up in the North. Damn, they're getting you guys' games out out the way real quick. Um, quick tests right out the gate. That is, that's crazy. Um, we'll talk about more of the North, I feel like, in our overreactions. All right, moving on to my team and the disgrace that fell upon my screen. It is the Buccaneers starting Baker's Revenge Tour that I said was could happen, Colby. I said it could happen. And they beat the Minnesota Vikings at Minnesota. Um, Colby, I'll let you get your little quick tad bit out before I go off on this one. Okay, uh, I'll try to go quick because I'll let you, because uh, I know you have a lot of thoughts. Yeah, man, I mean, I'll, I'll hand up. I did not see that one coming. You've been much higher on the Bucs than I have all offseason. We'll see how they end up doing, but that was a our defense looked really good. Um, uh, Jordan Addison looks good for you all and Jefferson. He got the weapons over the top. The run. They were able to shut down the Vikings running game, which I didn't really – I guess I wasn't giving their defense really enough credit. And Baker was, wasn't incredible, but he was pretty good. He didn't make any big mistakes. Um, he moved the ball, and he got them the field goal at the end. So I thought – I was impressed with the Bucks. They were a lot better than I thought they would be. They still didn't run the ball great, but it wasn't like last year down the stretch where they couldn't run it at all. Um, so, yeah, I may be underselling the Bucs. They um, could be right there in the mix in the South, maybe. That was an impressive 
performance by them. Um, I, I still think the Vikings will probably be fine. Not like last year, but I think they'll be right in the mix down the stretch. But yeah, that was a heartbreak. I mean, that's a tough opener, I know. So, I uh, wasn't expecting that one. Yeah, that was a game that we needed. I mean, the next game we got is against the Eagles, and then I think we host the Chargers after that. Which, yeah, I was about to say, I think it goes Eagles, and then Chargers, yep, Eagles, Chargers, and then the Broncos, no, not the Broncos, the Panthers at at Carolina. So we can catch a, might be able to catch a break, shit. I mean, we can't even handle business against Baker and them, but I did tell Christian and everything because he was asking for some advice because he was like, why is this line closing? And I was like, maybe it's because people are realizing that it's veteran receivers versus the terrible Vikings DBs. And there's one thing I would like to say is, A, still came the true, but B, not as true as much as I thought it would be. Um, Vikings defense, it was to the point where I walked downstairs at halftime and I was like, man, this season seems like it's going to be more the offense's fault that we suck than it will be the defense's and everything. I mean, yes, these are young DBs and the Bucks receiver core. I mean, they just, it's the Bucks. I mean, Mike Evans, he ended up getting a touchdown and everything with 10 targets, six receptions. Uh, and then Chris Godwin with 50. It's not like they did stellar things, but I mean, it was enough, like you said, to get the job done. Baker, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, only got to him a couple of times. We did get the, I like the way the defense looked. I really did. But man. I can't wait to reassure this on there, but Kirk Cousins, man, you you can't be fumbling back to back fumbles, snaps. It, it it was it was so bad, back to back drives of just fumbles. I was just so disappointed in everything. It's a week one game, like you said, Colby, where things are just ugly for some teams. But gosh, it, 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 it you can't have that, especially when this dude's over here. You know, rocking handlebar mustaches and everything <laughs> during the preseason, just goofballing around with a helmet on. How about next time you throw the pads on to and get a drive in next time, bud? Because this was not great preparation on his part. He just didn't look ready. He just didn't look ready. Um, the fact that you just stopped throwing the ball to Justin Jefferson after an amazing first half performance by him baffles me. Um, yes, Colby, he did get Jordan Addison going. But my question, hang on, I need to double check this because I didn't really hear his name personally that much. Um, yeah, Hawkinson only had 35 yards for eight receptions. Like, what the hell, Kirk? This man's way more dynamic, and you got him running drag routes for not even drag routes, just little pop-outs, it looks like. I don't even know. So, it's week one. Yes, Colby, the team might be okay, but we needed that, and that just sucks. I mean, home opener... Losing to the Bucks, I mean, it, it was bittersweet because the sweet part was I was at least right on Baker. I mean, the revenge tour is coming, baby. I, I can't wait. I can't wait for these next upcoming weeks for the Bucks to watch them and call some and see how these games turn out because Baker's might be just getting started, man. Like we said, so here we go. Uh, I, I, it was bittersweet, but um. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a brutal Thursday night. I think uh, it's gonna be an interesting one. People are already thinking it might not be as bad. We uh, we'll have to go. We'll have to see. We'll have to see about that. It's Philly too, right? Yes. <laughs> Did they play this game the exact same time last year? Wasn't it also week two Thursday night last year? Yes, and we ended That's up being. Okay. I thought so. That's weird. Why? Why they did that? Because Amazon Prime just loves to kick us in the teeth. So. I mean, 
pretty good for a Thursday night game. But I still. mean, it is, but still, <laughs> yes. Like, fuck. Oh, give us a break. Help me. Um, all right. Moving on to probably a game that was actually a little bit more entertaining than it should have been. It was the Cardinals going to the Commanders, or the Washington team, because they're still trying to figure out their name. Uh, this game, Colby, was uh, was pretty interesting. It wasn't, you know, the, the prettiest game, but Cardinals fought, man. They're, they're, they were, they respectfully fought the Commanders. Yeah, no, I was, I was surprised. The Cardinals were looking like they might win it there for a little bit. Their defense played pretty well. Um, Josh Dobbs, I mean, he almost did enough to win. I only scored 60 points, but Jonathan Gannon, maybe not going to be a horrible coach. He, he at least had him fighting and buttoned up, like you said. Um, they, the commanders did not cover. Sam Howell had some nice plays and nice throws in this game. He didn't have to go ahead and touch down. He did all right early. He also had a questionable pick and performance and turnovers. So Sam Howell definitely not a great start, but he did enough to get it done. Um, definitely a little concerning for Washington that this is close. Assuming Arizona is as bad as everyone says, thinks they're going to be, but they fought. So I definitely, after seeing this one, there, I don't think they will go 0 and 17. They'll steal a win or two somewhere. Um, they're at least fighting. And you know, if they can do that, maybe Kyler Murray will actually come back and play. So that was a, yeah, they fought hard. That was an impressive win. It was a gross game, but considering the last Washington, I feel like has a significantly more talented roster. Um, so for the Cardinals to fight and almost scrap that one out was impressive. On the flip side, I do think it's maybe some concerns for Washington about what they're going to look like down the stretch here. We'll see. I need to see them play some other teams. But they got the win, though, so that's what counts. But, yeah, I mean, the Cardinals fought. They're, they're not maybe not going to be a complete just lie down every week. So we'll see how that goes as the year goes on. Yeah. Um... So the Cardinals, man, like you said, they showed up. They were buttoned up. They chased Sam Howell down for six sacks, got the interception. So the defense from Gannon was pretty respectable from that from that standpoint. Um, but when we talk about, I want to talk about the Commanders just as a whole as the offense real quick because Sam Howell only threw for 200 yards, but he did get the win. It was pretty electric for some of these Commander fans, I, I bet you to see to see them come out with the weapons that they used. I mean, shoot. Yeah. I mean, shoot, they didn't really ring up Terry McLaurin, which was surprising to me. And, yeah, now that I double-checked that, yeah, he only caught two passes. So, uh, they need to get that going. Eric Bieniemy, he got the win. But, like you said, Colby, it is concerning for the commanders because you didn't cover it and everything. I expected a little bit more from this commander's offense, not going to lie. But it was just, I think, a good showing also from the Cardinals' defense. Like, I think a lot of people counted them out, and this time they fought to the end and everything. I mean... I'm looking at the Cardinals' offensive stats, and it worked great, you know. Like, but yeah, I was about to say it's to the point where if I was to be the Cardinals, you gotta at least hope that this team can be respectable until Kyler comes back. I mean, maybe get a game or two, and I think after this one, it definitely shows that you might be able to sneak a game. Yeah, maybe getting to coach, man. Maybe. We'll see how the rest of the year goes, but. I mean, they're just going to be so outmatched talent-wise most games, but... Yeah. And Josh Dobbs only got there, what, like two weeks ago, so... That week, I think it was. Horrible, considering you just got there. Yeah, I was about to say, he was learning names at, on the fly, he said. On the fly, on the game, like, it was that week of practice, he was still learning. So, 
Because I think that was like the main storyline that everyone wants to point out and everything. So yeah, maybe maybe they can come and develop, get some chemistry going and get a couple games. So that way their names are out of the Caleb Williams hunt, you know. So maybe, but I, I think they're still first class ballots for uh, for that contest. Yes. And speaking of games that could have been better with better teams, <laughs> the gross fest that was 15-16. Titans losing to the New Orleans Saints. But they did cover. My one lock that hit, they did cover. <laughs> <laughs> they did, in fact, cover, Colby. Yes. Um, it was just disgusting, though. Come on, man. That game was nowhere watchable. Um, disgusting. <laughs> predictably disgusting um only downside to this for me was that Derek Carr got things going on the offense 300 passing yards 100 yards 112 yards to Chris Olave picking up where he left off from last season and the new guy uh Rashad Sheed I think it was Shahid yeah, something like that. But he got 89 yards. And me and Kristen, the man that needs to be talked about more and see if he can get more revived, it's Michael Thomas. He was playing, folks. Michael Thomas went and got 60 yards. He went and got 60 yards. So Derek Carr trying to revive of what was the passing game of the New Orleans Saints. Um, and Jamal Williams carrying the load for him, 45 yards for the first four weeks until Alvin Kamara comes back, which means... Shoot, this offensive game would probably take another step forward when you think about it when Kamara gets back. Don't you think, Cole? Oh, yeah, no, definitely. I thought Carr, and he even, like, I thought got better kind of as the game went on. He, he wasn't lighting the world on fire by any means, but he was solid. He did enough. He's certainly better than what they've had the last two years um, at quarterback. And they have a good defense still um, with Alave, and as Thomas works back in, as you said, Kamara coming back. The, the pieces are around him, so... I mean, the Saints have a shot to be decent. They'll be right there in the mix in the NFC South, I think. Um, this was kind of a game both these teams, their strength is their defense. Um, and so that's kind of why he got the low support game he did. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Derek Carr, I thought he was fine. I, I still love Dennis Allen, obviously. But I think the Saints will, will be probably around 500. I mean, they're gonna be, they'll be in a lot of games this year. They have a pretty easy schedule. So... I thought Derek Carr did fine, especially compared to Tannehill, who was atrocious. It just looked washed um, with the three picks. He was horrible. Yeah, um, and Tannehill is actually the one guy that I didn't want to bring up right off the bat. It was going to be Derek Henry. 15 carries for only 63 yards. Are we... I mean, the dude still had, like, a f amazing stiff arm play because, like, the commentator was like, does he still have it? And he just plows through the fucking defender um but i mean dude what is going on with the titans there well actually i could tell you what's going on there bread and butter it's just finally just been stale uh like you said colby ryan Tannehill, finally three interceptions three sacks i mean poor quarterback play all together it's not not great not great at all i don't know what really to put in together um titans are going to try and probably i mean this game was within grasp, which is how the Titans like their games, where they're always within reach of victory and everything. But this one was just, like I said, it was just so ugly. Um, 
I can't. I, it's not much good takeaways to bring out on this game. Yeah, they scored five field goals for the Titans, folks. Like, that's the way they hit 15. I was trying to look for those touchdowns. They got this five field goals, yeah. <laughs> so, it's, uh, yeah, it's not great, folks. It's not great. Uh, I'll go as one last little wrap up for the Saints, man. Yeah, uh, it's not awesome to see the, uh, the Saints doing good, in my opinion. I feel like they can get some momentum going, and the NFC South might actually be a lot more entertaining uh, than we thought. Yeah, I think the AF, NF, NFC South could be very competitive. This could be, I mean, they, three of the four teams won. Yeah. So, look at that, two played each other, but still. Um, that was a pretty good start for the NFC South, all things considered. I think it's going to be a dogfight. Um, I kind of feel like Carolina might be at the bottom of it, uh, just with the way their offense looked. But we'll see. That could easily change. We shall see. We shall see. I'm hoping not, because that would be one of my worst takes of the season. Um, all right. Speaking to one of my better takes, though, the Jags. Woo, coming in as one of my locks, the Jags. There we go, folks. They kept, they went and handled business. One by 10, 31 to 21 at Indiana, ruining Anthony Richardson's debut. I mean... The prince that has finally showed up, Colby, he, he doubt, and he had Calvin Ridley rolling. It was awesome to see Calvin Ridley out there on the field. That was the one thing I highlighted. That's the one thing that he was on the do list, the one man that did cash in, because DJ Moore, we'll talk about you in a minute, buddy, um, what happened. But this is the Jags moment. Calvin Ridley, first game back, 100 yards, 11, eight receptions, and a touchdown. And Trevor Lawrence, man. 24, 240 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, goodness, cool. This guy's just <laughs> just doing great. And Travis Etienne has a rushing touchdown with 77 yards. The Jags and Doug Peterson handled business. And, I mean, the Colts, they fought. They kept, they kept this game very interesting. Anthony, to Anthony Richardson's credit, they did keep this game interesting. Um... I mean, they were the one. They were probably the one team. Whenever I was flipping onto the red zone, they were the one team that I probably saw the most on red zone at the time for the one o'clock slot. So it's. Uh, I was about to say. I think this was a great game for the AFC South. Um, got a fun overreaction coming for both these teams. Uh, besides that, I really think it was a great game for both these teams. I'm not gonna lie. I like what I saw out of Anthony Richardson. I'm a little bit more confident where they might be going. Don't like how they ended the game, though. I mean, you, I don't know if you saw. They were just running Anthony Richardson into the ground, and I mean yeah. until the until the poor kid couldn't get back up. So I was like, geez. So hopefully they just uh, protect him better in everything as the play calling and all that jazz. But hey, he also has to open up that arm, man. That's the other half of it. So what are your thoughts on this game? Uh, yeah, that was one of the better games, like you said. Um, so I'll just go quick on Jacksonville because I pretty much agree with everything you said. The Jags offense, I think, will be one of the best in the league. Uh, it's going to be dynamic um, with the weapons they have. The O-line is a little concerned. The Colts did get some pressure on Trevor, but he didn't bother him. It's terrific. Um, so, yeah, their offense is advertised. It's going to be one of the best in the league. Their defense is a little bit of a concern, um, so that may limit how good they can actually be. We'll see if they can get that sorted out. My biggest takeaway from this was I thought Anthony Richardson looked pretty good. Um, he looked better than I thought he would. He obviously missed some throws, and he had a bad pick and he played. Um, he's still a raw rookie. But considering how raw he was coming out and kind of what I saw from him in Florida, I thought he was 
better than I thought he was going to be right out of the gate. He definitely shows you some special traits, obviously, with his running ability and his size and strength. So, I mean, I thought he looked the best out of all the rookie quarterbacks. He also probably played the worst defense, but still. Um, so he was better than I thought. That was my big takeaway. I think the Colts are in good hands going forward with him and Shane Steichen. I think that will eventually be something they can build into something good. They're still going to be awful this year. Um <laughs> But, but, yeah, I think that'll be – that's definitely that they can build off of going forward. So I was pretty impressed with Anthony Richardson. He was, he was better than I thought he was going to be. That was my big takeaway from that game. Yeah, the Colts got a lot more respectable after this game. I think they got a lot more of their respect back, in my opinion. Um, that was my final quote for that because I'm really excited. You're, everyone knows I'm really big on the Jags this season. So – Moving on to the late slot window. To kick things off, we got Tom Brady's return to New England being spoiled by Philadelphia. But to New England's credit, they did put up a good fight. It was a game all the way into the end. 25-20. Uh, Mac Jones came up short and everything two times because it was, I think, 3rd and 12 and then 4th and 17. So, yeah. Colby, what are your thoughts on this game? I know you were very optimistic on the Patriots this season. Yeah, I thought most of the got were getting kind of rolled early um, in Lorraine and Mac Jones was looking shaky. They definitely, I, I'm still, my feelings on the Patriots did not change. I thought they played Philly pretty tough. It was one of the best teams in the league, obviously. Um, I figured the Eagles would win this one, but they, the Pats hung around. They had a chance to win at the end, and Mac couldn't quite get it done. I still thought Mac was pretty good. Uh, in that second half, I mean, he did throw over 300 yards. He had three touchdown passes, especially when you look at his weapons that he's throwing to. So I thought that was a good sign for New England. The offense is clearly going to be improved with a real offensive coordinator. Um, Philly, I think it was, wasn't their best game, uh, but they got the dub. Uh, they spoiled Brady Knight, as he said. And they're still good. Philly's still going to be a juggernaut. They're still going to be really good. They're right up there with the, the other two powerhouses in the NFC, although they didn't look nearly as dominant as the other two. Um, which being Dallas and San Fran. Um, but yeah, I thought the Patriots, this was kind of the game I thought it would be because of Belichick. They're tough to really embarrass the Patriots uh, because of Belichick and how smart he is defensively. Um, Pats are going to have a pretty good defense. I think Mac Jones will be solid. They'll be. This game didn't shock me really with how it went, but the Patriots are right there, had a chance to win. So I think they'll be alive. They'll be in the mix in the AFC a lot of this year. Um, Philly wasn't a great start, but they got the win, so I still think Philly's going to be really good. Um, yeah, it was a pretty good game. Uh, the Patriots really hung around and fought there after falling in a hole early. They could have let it get away from them. So I thought no moral victories, obviously, but the Patriots um, didn't look terrible I, I, in, in that game. So I think both these the Eagles, I think, are obviously be very good. And the Patriots, I still feel like they're pretty solid. Um, so that didn't really change my feelings about them that much but pretty pretty nice uh pretty good week one game uh in that one yeah uh, i was about to say dude the patriots they look they i mean, when they were down i think it was 16 to 0 um you, you almost already think the game's over just how philly was but the de- then the patriots identity came back they made great stops on defense and then mac jones actually started to score uh, i mean like you said the kid had over 50 pass attempts colby the kid had to let it go and he did i mean he's not the best quarterback to let it go but 
for him. That's he did really well. I mean, 316 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Um, they need to figure out the run game. I feel like that's Bill O'Brien's next challenge. Yes, I mean, the, let's get it. Let's be real. The Philadelphia front front is so good. I mean, Jalen Carter was harassing um, harassing Mac Jones until the end of the game. I've heard. I was hearing so. And Mac Jones not being the most athletic guy, if I see him in the rushing category, that's also not a good thing. So, they got some things. Patriots definitely got some things. But for me to say, oh, they need to work on their run game, that's probably the least of their concerns. <laughs> that's probably, not knowing the Patriots, that's going to be the least of their concerns um, when it comes to the run game. I do think, however, when it comes to the, the Eagles, though, Colby... I think they're going to be still just as fine. Uh, they're still one of those powerhouse teams. I do agree with you in the NFC. Um, did they put up a stellar performance like the other two teams? No. Defensively, I think we knew that they were going to take a step back on defense because they lost some players. But they also, yes, they did try to retain some. But, I mean, they're older guys. Big play slay. Can't, I keep trying to doubt him, but he proves me wrong every season. So there he goes again. Um Still got it. Yeah, he still got it. I mean, shit. I, that's all I could really say on that. Um, the Philadelphia running back committee looked strong. I mean, 54 yards for Gainwell, 37. Actually, didn't. I take that back. They didn't really use much of their game. I don't know what's going on with Philly, honestly. Looks like they had a decent pass attempt going on there. But... Yeah, New England's defense was pretty good. Yeah. That I was about to say, I think... Uh, I think it was more of a. I think I like the new. I like the Patriots out of this game a lot. Hope I'm not going to surprise. I was a little disappointed. The spread was plus four, so I'm a little heartbroken that my pick for the New England Patriots didn't cover. But it was a good game. Like I said, they fought to the end, and I was more impressed with what the Patriots did than I did with the Eagles. That's why I keep turning back to the Patriots. I feel like um, I know the Eagles are going to be a great team, still. Uh, but yeah, the other two juggernauts in the NFC just did better performances. I think it just outshines what the Eagles did over Tom Brady night. Oh yeah, yeah, no, it is funny that they lost on Brady night. So like, you love to see that. Oh yeah, I bet, and that's probably the only good news that came out of it, right? <laughs> All right. Moving on, we're going to go, oh, here we go. This was a fun one between me and Christian Colby, and I think you're going to love this one too. we got Raiders at Broncos, Colby. Yeah, and I did, in fact, pick the Raiders, folks. That's right. Double downed on my... on my, that one. Yeah, no, and I finally, yeah, I was correct on that one. I was, I'm so hyped, I'm so happy, but at the same time, so disgusted in myself for picking Josh McDaniels and his Raiders, but Jimmy G, man. Oh, my goodness. Jimmy G. He, he just wins football games, Colby. He does. Yeah, no, Jimmy G was good. He was Pleasantly surprised with Jimmy. I like the Broncos in this one. I didn't feel super strongly about it because I'm not very high on either of those teams. But, um, yeah, Jimmy G was good. He won made the clutch plays down the stretch and got the win. Um, it's good to see the Raiders win a close game after all the ones they blew last year. Um, Russell Wilson looked a lot better in the first half uh, than he did last year. He's completing a lot of passes. Sean Payton. I saw Sean Payton try to do an onside kick immediately. Um had that one cooking for a while, I guess. Um, but yeah, the Raiders' defense definitely stalled Ross down in the second half. He was not nearly as good as he was in the first half. And they held him to 16 points, so the Broncos looked definitely more buttoned up with Sean Payton, but offensively still not very good. Because it's not like the Raiders had some elite defense either. Um, at least not on paper. Besides Max Crosby's terrific. Um, 
Yeah, man, that's a great win for the Raiders, for Jimmy G, McDaniels. Um, you and I are obviously both not McDaniels guys, but got to give him props there. So definitely a nice win to start the year for the Raiders. It was a good game, uh, and the Broncos just don't win division games. I, they don't even beat the Raiders. Have even They obviously haven't beaten the Chiefs since, like, Obama was in office, and they haven't even beaten the Raiders in the last several tries either. So it's, it's tough out there for the Broncos. Yeah, um, the new regime Broncos are still uh, struggling, I would like to say, uh, under the Russell Wilson era. It's uh, not great. It's not. It hasn't been. I mean, I feel like, I just, I don't know how to really feel. Like, yes, he didn't throw an interception, Colby, and Javante, I mean, they got to figure it out. I, I don't know what else to say. Only 16 points. Um the passing, it looks like it's the receiving, maybe. I, don't, I just can't put my finger on it when it comes to the Broncos. That's why I picked the Raiders. I knew what was I knew what was more, what I could expect more from the Raiders than I could for the Broncos. I mean, with the Raiders, I knew that they had Josh Jacobs coming back. Maybe he had something to prove. Jimmy Garoppolo knows McDaniel's system. I was more comfortable with that pick. I mean, shoot, I was a little excited when Jimmy Garoppolo was running. He got hit, and I had Aiden O'Connell on my fantasy team, and I was like, man. I was like, it might be happening sooner than I thought, which is a terrible thing to say, folks. But that's the reason why I drafted O'Connell was because of the backup insurance. Um, and Jimmy G, to his credit, came back onto the game. He had to get pulled off the field for a play or two. Came back out there and just and won the game. So and he kept running the ball and kept scrambling. Um, this kid, I think Jimmy G is trying to. I feel like he's going to actually play better than I expected. I think the Raiders going to be a lot more respectable. I think it's not going to be because of McDaniels, but I do think it's going to be because I think they got a lot more guys in the system that McDaniels has been trying to make finally. Like you said, they finally won a close game, and I think that goes credit to guys buying in to what me, what the coach is finally trying to sell. Um Josh Jacobs, man, I I, I would I would expect him to have a bigger game next week cuz he only got 50 yards but the dude also you have to understand was doing the contract dispute dance this offseason like many running backs and their biggest receiver wasn't even Devontae Adams it was uh Jacob Myers Jacoby Myers there we go from the Patriots who would have thought two touchdowns 81 yards just another example of McDaniel's just trying to implement an offense here he really yeah he really is trying to make the Patriots west <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, I like that. Gutsy performance by Jimmy G. Yeah, very gutsy. From him, I think both Jimmy G had a gutsy performance, and so did Sean Payton. I mean, come on. The dude did try to start the game with an onside kick. you got to give the guy you And they almost had they almost had it, too. They just bare, I think it was like half a yard. I think they were just half a yard early. So, yeah, I was about to say, Raiders, man, I thought... It, the game was gross, though, folks. I mean, Colby, I'm right there with you. This is a toss-up for me and Christian. This was a fun one for us because we both weren't. We both don't have too high expectations, but uh, I might be drinking that Josh McDaniels poison for you this season, Colby. I might drink it for you. I wouldn't go too crazy with it, but uh, you know what? That's your decision if you want to do that. I fell for it somewhat last year, so I wouldn't fire you, but... Thanks for the warning. We'll see. We'll see. We got a little bit of day. We got a few days before our next uh, round of pickums on oh, Thursday. It's Thursday's going to be great. I'll be back on a regular schedule now. Should be for the next several weeks at least. So um, looking forward to Thursday, definitely. Oh, here we go. All right. And then here's a surprise game. I, I, I want to know your actual reaction for this one, Cole. 
Rams upsetting the Seattle Seahawks. Me and Christian both had Seattle on this one, but we both said that this would be the game we get burned instantly. This was our biggest get burned game. And boy, were we right. <laughs> and I have the, it was the literal one note that I had on there on this game was we could get burned the biggest on this one, and we did. Um, 30 to 13, the LA Rams go. Jeez, man. It, Colby, take it for me. Like I said, I really want to hear what your thoughts are on this. I mean, you at that least give a, the Rams more credit than they deserve. Yeah, that was a stunner for me as well. I did not see that one coming. Um, that was oh. probably one of the big surprises of the day. Um, I mean, I, will, I know the Rams could maybe play them tough, but I just did not think they, I thought they'd be overmatched talent-wise. They weren't. They're two young receivers, Juju Atwell and uh, the rookie Paku Pakau. I don't know how to say it. Butcher the pronunciation, but he was. They were both terrific. Stafford looked healthy, and he was good. Um, and it was a great game at half, and then the Rams just bulldozed them in the second half. They ran the ball super well with uh, Kyron Williams, I believe it is. Cam Akers was terrible, but they won in spite that. Um, yeah, man, Sean McVay. I think he's just such a terrific coach. We got to factor that in. I don't think the Rams will maybe be. At, I still think they're not. I still don't think they're gonna be great. But uh, we might be wrong. I mean, Stafford, if Stafford's out there and McVay's coaching, they got a shot. Because Stafford was pretty terrific in that game. Um, I guess all the stuff about him not knowing his, uh, his young teammates, not connecting with them, didn't really matter. He was, he was great. Uh, that was a very impressive win for the Rams. And for, they're a Seahawks team that has a lot of hype around them. Uh, that was a concerning loss. Their offense just disappeared after halftime. Geno Smith, maybe back to Geno Smith. TBD on that, um, but yeah, definitely a concerning start for Seattle, and I think Charles Cross got hurt as well, which would be a big loss for them. Mm. Um, but yeah. yeah, that was—I was surprised by that one, man. That was a statement win. That was a very impressive win for the Rams. So I'm looking here, folks, because the one person that we did want to give credit to, if he had it, I'm trying to see if he had any, and he only had half a sack, which is surprising. As the only thing I've been seeing the highlight reel of Geno Smith screaming, um, because Aaron Donald was running down the gap, and he just said "oh" sh and threw it away, and everything. So it was a funny clip. Um, he just threw that bitch away. Uh, I would too. The Rams, man, like I said, complete surprise, um, complete agreeance with you, Colby Sean McVay. Just pat on, give him, give him his flowers, man. Sam, Sam, can I talk, please? Matthew Stafford, there we go. Matthew Stafford, ball and out, 334 yards. I mean, he's letting it go, and he found a new target. It looks like he found someone to trust finally, and his name is, uh, like you said, Nakua. I'm gonna start. I'm just gonna call his last name. No, I'm gonna call his last name. The cup is still gonna be coming back soon. So at this point, it's like. Are the Rams going to be dangerous again? That's that's where we're going to be sitting at. Like, are the Rams are the Rams going to be offensively dangerous again when Cooper Cup comes back? That's going to be one of the questions that I have because, I mean, we had high expectations for the Seattle DBs and the Seattle defense. They we were like, man, they might be cooking up something special again. They uh, they got toasted. They got toasted yesterday. I also had the Rams as one of my overreaction questions as well. So that's. I think it would be a wave, a wave like there, but yeah, no, that's um, yeah, that was a, that was a stunner, man. I thought just Seattle has such a better roster on paper, but didn't look that way. Mm -mm. 
Yeah. I mean, they are some young guys, but remember, Colby, uh, that, that amazing step that they brought in, like, 30, like, 30, like, rookies or undrafted free agents. Like, dude, these guys, like, the Rams were starting, they're starting from scratch. That's what I think makes this even more impressive. Like, they were starting from scratch, and they came in and got this victory with veteran play and rookies. So, no, nothing literally, in, there's barely any gray area for the Rams. Like, literally, when you look at their roster, it's like, vets... Or very young guys. Like it's it's one or the other. So yeah. it's not 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 much of a gray. Like you said, Cam Akers probably is one of the guys that are in that gray area, and he didn't do too hot. Um, all right, moving on to Colby's victory lap game, the game that makes me want to bash my head into the wall and scream unprofound things into it. Is going to be the Packers getting the biz, dealing business as usual, to the Bears. Colby, go ahead. I'm saying this so disappointingly. Go ahead. Yeah, it was definitely my biggest victory lap game of the week. I, I mean, like I texted you yesterday. More this change to Jordan Love in, Aaron Rodgers out, and you wouldn't have known it by looking at the final score because he cooked them just the same. Uh, the Packers just have a better team than the Bears. It's just, I love the Packers. I, I was debating putting them as a lock over the Giants. I should have, but I was didn't like the number enough. Um, they, yeah, they, Jordan Love looked pretty good. When he didn't even have his best receiver. Um, so that's uh, something to factor in as well. Uh, and they still carved him up. They ran the ball better. Uh, they're much better defensively. Now also, I just don't think Chicago's very good. Um, I still think they're going to be better than last year, um, in spite of this loss. But, but yeah, yeah uh, this was—I was warning you all. I told Gabe. I, I said I tried to warn you guys that don't just throw the Packers under the rug. You have given them a little bit more, I think. But still, I think everyone was sleeping on the Packers too much, and Jordan Love looked pretty dang good in his first start. Uh, as the guy, I know he's kind of started a filling game before, but um, yeah, Jordan Love looked pretty, pretty good. Uh, so that one was one of the games that went exactly how I was expecting. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm happy to see that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. All right. All right, Colby. Uh, I'm glad you got your victory lap because the first highlight that I did queue up from coming back from work was the Packers and Bears. Um, you had to get, I had to re, I had to rewatch it and I had to get, make sure I reevaluate before I go out here and say anything that I might regret. And the thing that I will probably say is I probably would say that the Bears look the same and so do the Packers man like you said it looked like a. if you just looked at the score sheet took away Jordan Love's name at the quarterback position and you were just like guess the quarterback you could insert any of the three names Brett Favre Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love I mean that uh, he did what was expected um right it's it's ridiculous uh and like I told you Colby they got it to where he just has to do the bare minimum he's gonna be nice and protected it's gonna be comfy for him it's gonna have great weapons and sure enough he got to show that off you know they did they did exactly that they kept him comfortable he only had one sack all the plays that I saw he even when he fumbled the ball and he was doing this little hop on the midline and everything and just launches it and all the way to his tight end I think it was and just get it's a first down <laughs> it's a and guess what it's a wide open tight ends wide open and I'm just sitting here like 
Bears, what the hell? Like for me, it was for me it was just more of a disappointment for the Bears because it was like, dude, this man was talking trash. You guys know this game is important. It's the beginning of an era for both you, hopefully, and them. It's like one of you guys have to set the tone. And Packers went back out there and, like I said at the beginning, handled business, set the tone as always on the Bears and. God, it's just, it, it was so disappointing. And just from a fan perspective of rooting for the Bears for our game, um, disappointing in the fact that Colby also seemed to have managed to officially break his Bears curse because it is the first game of the okay. season and you are officially uh, away from it. So congratulations, sir. The Bears are no longer the team that you can strive away from. We've got to wait a few weeks to find the new one. Hey, I was going to say, it's early. I don't know who the team is going to be this year that I can't get right. We'll see. But, yep. yeah, I don't think it's going to be the Bears. Yep, we're going to wait a few weeks. Exactly. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, we'll see how much you <laughs> love the Packers. Um, for me, Aaron Jones easily was the life and saving blood of that Packers team. The running back who got a touchdown and the receiving touchdown. But, like I said, too, great play out of the Packers. I mean, overall as a team, like you said, they were better. So, it's simple as that. Yeah, well, Coach, LaFleur, LaFleur. Oh, don't give me that. Oh, no, 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 I don't know about that yet. This is the Bears, all right? This is just the Bears That's at right. the end of the day. That's true. That's the biggest argument against Jordan Love. <laughs> uh, we'll see how they do next week against Atlanta, uh, which I think will be more of a test. But. I know it's a lame excuse, but let's see, uh, no, let's see how we do out of it. legitimate. Mm-hmm. I can't sit here and say the Steelers only looked bad because they had to play the Niners and then not acknowledge that the Packers were playing a pretty bad defense. So that's fair. Yeah. All right. So moving on to what everyone called the track meet of the week. It is the Miami Dolphins going into the Chargers and what was supposed to be a shootout. Yes. What a game this was, Colby, because what was supposed to be a shootout was a shootout. And these both these teams, I'm trying to pull up the score here. It was both of them in the 30s. Yeah, 36-34. No, the Dolphins do not cover technically. That's a heartbreaker on my part. But Oh, wait, no, they do cover because they won. I lie. Um, they did cover. Yeah. No, so, yes, they were the underdog. So, haha, score one for me on that one. Um, I did pick the Dolphins last week, and I still believe in Mike McDaniels, folks. What can I say? Even in his press conference after the game, I loved it all the way. He was like, they were like, so what did you tell Tua to make sure he kept the consistent play? And he was like, I just told him to keep doing what he was supposed to, that he was, just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> he said, just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> just, um... As long as Tua stays upright, this team is deadly. 200 yards for Tyreek Hill. Don't have to pull up the stat sheet to know that one because that was one of the big topics of the day. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Just straight up ridiculous. Remember, he's going for 2,000. So this is already 10% of the way there. <laughs> he's already 10% of the way there. Yeah, that is crazy. So, um... And for Herbo and the Chargers, this I feel like once we got close to that five-minute mark in the fourth quarter... You could tell that even the fans that were at the stadium rooting for the Chargers knew that something was about to happen tragically to your team and that it wasn't going to happen. And sure enough, it didn't happen. I'm trying to pull up the recap real quick because as I remember correctly, yeah, the Dolphins finally woke up on defense on the last drive and they pretty much stopped them. That was it. You know, that was all it was. All it took for the Dolphins was one stop. And that was the one thing I would like to bring up is that 
all I expect from the Dolphins was for them to get one stop in these shootouts and win. The defense will be the key factor for these Dolphins. I'm still sticking by my take that they win this AFC East, especially after how they won this AFC shootout, even though it is the Chargers and the Chargers chargered in the end. So, yeah. <laughs> doubling down on my Dolphins this is anything that I would take away from this game, especially when Tua stays upright. <laughs> You know, I may be wrong about the Dolphins. They looked awesome. Their offense is ridiculous. Hill and Waddle, I mean, it's not an unfair duo how much speed they have. And Tua was terrific. When he's out there throwing to those guys, he's awesome. So, yeah, the Chargers chargered. I, I liked the Chargers in this game, but they definitely chargered uh, yet. And Miami's really good, man. I might be wrong. I'm, I'm not super – I haven't been high on Miami, but, man, they have so much speed offensively. McDaniels is great, very smart coach. So, so awesome. Yeah, I, mean, I think they're – I think they're terrific. Um, like they were terrific. I I don't know how good they'll be. We'll see if they can last down the stretch of the year. But they are they looked really good. It was better than I thought they would look right out of the gate. Um, that's just the speed of Hill and Waddle, man. It's just killer. Um, and for the Chargers, I mean, it's it's like the same. It's, it's they lose games a million different ways. This that was just classic Chargers. Brandon Staley. Clearly was outmatched in that coaching matchup. I think that's a big takeaway from that yeah. one. As good of a game as that was, and I think most people would think say that Herbert's better than Tua, um, which I still definitely believe, even though Tua was better in that game. Um, but the pieces and the coaching for Tua was the difference, and so that was an impressive win by the Dolphins. Man, they're gonna be really good. They have a great. They're in New England for Sunday Night Football next week. That's gonna be a great Sunday Night game. Yeah, it, it, it hurts me to say it, man, for uh, Brandon Staley, but he did get outcoached. I mean, you have to remember, folks, he's a defensive coach, and this was a shootout. <laughs> this was a shootout. He couldn't, he couldn't stop Tua and the Miami Dolphins and Mike McDaniels. They had pretty much anything at will. And the one thing that I've heard someone say on when they were covering this game was, why are they running man coverage so much against the Dolphins? That was their main question. They were like, why were they doing it? And Tyreek showed you why. Um, Alright, final game of the slot on Sunday, and it's the one game that probably will only be talked about very one-sidedly in conversations. Um, Colby, this was a brutal beatdown in New York as Dallas goes in, drops a 40-piece, I want to say. Yes, 40 to nothing. This was a lot, Colby. This was a lot. <laughs> And you double down on them as your upset. Hang on. I'm not done yet. You double down on the Giants as an upset. Now you can go ahead and explain what exactly went down between Dallas and your upset lock. So, yeah, that was, uh, you know, I thought uh, to Steelers game, that was going to be my worst uh, lock of the day for sure. And it turns out it wasn't. They were at least, you know what, they were closer than the Giants. So that's something to look forward to. This is a positive. Uh, yeah. That was a bad pick. I liked getting the three and a half with New York at home. I thought Dayball would have some clever stuff dialed up. And I thought they did have a great opening drive, but then they fumbled a snap. They had to kick a long field goal that's blocked, return for a touchdown. And like you said, at that point, everything melted down. They couldn't do anything. Their whole line was abysmal. Daniel Jones was getting destroyed back there all game long, and he was also horrible. He threw some bad picks, one that was just ridiculous, where he was almost out of bounds, but he tried to throw it for some reason. Uh, it's just horrible. And the Cowboys' defense is ridiculous. Dak barely had to do anything. I don't know if Dak even broke a sweat in that game. Um, 
like that was just such a beat down. Um, so that's very impressive. Uh, hey, my dad's called me. I'll, I'll be have to be back in a few minutes. Sorry. So, but yeah, complete just a no domination to summarize. The Cowboys' defense is for real. Lockable. Um, and the Giants, I was pretty optimistic about the Giants. I still think they'll be all right, but maybe not. I don't know. All right. It's just getting worse and worse. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty hideous. They did not cover the three and a half, shockingly. Mm. <laughs> yeah, they did not. I was about to say, um, everything would have spelled like good money or at least a close game at the beginning of this game. But it was very quick how fast the lid was just taken off. I mean, once the pressure was applied on Daniel Jones where they were playing down, um, it just didn't, it just never looked like it was going to be a game afterwards. It was already over from the moment they probably blocked the field goal. I think the game was already over. Um, it was not really, it was not a good game to have confidence in Daniel Jones in, especially after the offseason the Giants had. Um, it was just not a great showing. 40-0, to zero, no score. I'm pretty sure everyone here has at least kicked the field goal. Graham Gano couldn't even connect because it was raining a lot. It was a downpour as well. I can't forget that. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah, there were some shanks on both sides. Mm-hmm. But it was, I mean, still... It's still something to say when you get kept to zero. So, for Dallas, like you said, didn't really hear much from Dak Prescott because he didn't have to do much. The only time I was upset with Dak was when they were up by, like, 20 and he was still throwing it to Brandon Cooks. That was not ideal because he I'm playing against Cooks in the Fantasy League and for some reason he kept throwing it to him of all places and then he threw one to CD and it was like, all right, you guys are up by so much and you're still throwing the ball. Come on. Nah, it was like, it's over and everything, but can't blame him. It is a rivalry. It was, I mean, Dak did what he had to do, which is barely anything, like you said, Colby. So we'll see more out of Dallas, hopefully, in another game for the offensive side, but for defensively, they pulled out. What do you expect? Yeah, I mean, I think they'll open it up more when they too. Like, yeah. I think Dallas is really good. They're going to be right up there in the NFC. We'll see if they fall apart in the classic Cowboys fashion at the end. But they're going to be very good this year. They have a ridiculous defense, and they had a lot of pieces on offense as well. So. Yeah. All right. But I was they beat them that bad. That was crazy. Yeah, no, that, that, that was just a straight-up ass-kicking. Um, no way that really put it. All right. To the last game that hasn't been played yet, so we can at least get a little quick coverage on this one. Colby, any thoughts on what you think will go down for this Buffalo and Jets game? Yeah, this is a tough one because it's obviously the Jets have all the hype coming in. Um, the Bills have had kind of a weird offseason. I mean, by the time people listen to this, it'll be over. But um, I think it's an interesting game. I think it's more fun if the Jets win. But my guess is Buffalo's going to win. I think it's, it's a tough ass for the Jets. Rodgers' first game, their whole life, versus the Bills team. That is so much more continuity. I think it'll be a good game, though. Um, looking forward to watching it once I get in here. But um, I would lead the Bills just because I trust them more. And I'm not the biggest Jets believer. Alright, alright. Well, I'm glad you leaned the Bills. You would be the only one to lean them because me and Christian both went Jets on uh, Thursday and I'm still going to stick with them I think I think I'm going to still stick with them for tonight 
Uh, I would like to see what Rodgers can really do to help this offense out. Will it really be that next level? Personally, I have my doubts as well, Colby. But both teams had made a lot of noise in the offseason. Um, one vibes better than the other. And I'm going to take uh, I'm gonna take the Jets. I'm going to see where it goes. Obviously, concerns on the O-line. But we'll see. I mean, that's what football's for. they got to play and everything. But I hope. That's why that's it's the good thing about this week one, you know, is that we we can at least get a couple of answers right off the bat, but a couple of other answers can be a little bit, I guess, called an overreaction, right, Colby? Yeah, that was a great transition. Yeah. Thank you. Thank so, you. Know, we got some overreactions from week one. We're just gonna kind of go back and forth uh, to finish up here on if it's an overreaction or not. Um, do you want to start or you want me to start? This is your segment, man. You can go ahead and start us off. All right. All right, so I have a list of eight. I'm not sure how many you have written down. Um, I'll just start with my first one, very biased one. Um, Christian was right. The Steelers' offense is going to be a mess again based on that. It's just going to be the same old mess that it's been the last three years. Or did they just play the Niners? you think that's an overreaction? Um, oh, man. I'm not going to sit here and say that... Um, I cannot say that it's not an overreaction because a lot of people were already pointing out Matt Canada's offense, like you have. Um, oh, is it an overreaction? Let me see here. I'm going to say that you guys are... I think it's just the 49ers, man. Like, yes, you guys got your asses kicked. Yes, Pickett didn't show up in the way you wanted him to, but like I said earlier, grade A on all layers of the defense when you talk about the 49ers. I, and it doesn't matter about coaching anymore. They just got the players. So, I would say right now, it's not an overreaction. I, I, it was the 49ers. Oh, okay. Hopefully, I'm hoping it's an overreaction and they'll get a lot better. We'll see how it goes against Cleveland. Sweet. Um, Alright, you got one? Yes. Um. Alright, so after the like we said, defensive week that we had. We've seen a lot of fumbles and everything. And me, personally, I was saying this right off the rip, and I had to contain myself and save it for this segment. And it's preseason is needed for some of these star players, especially if your name is Kirk Cousins. Especially, I, I really need... I know, I, my thing is, I need you to get those reps and the double down on these uh, sloppy turnovers. If we didn't have... Like all these teams that did, like Jordan Love, he played in the preseason. He was electric. He was he didn't miss a beat, man. He didn't miss a beat. But my guy Kirk Cousins wants to walk around with a handlebar mustache and fumble the ball on back-to-back -back drives. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna sit here and point fingers that you weren't ready, buddy. So mine is preseason is more of a need for our star players. Um. That's a good one. I think that's not an overreaction. I would say that's accurate. Although the Steelers played their starters in the preseason, and that didn't go so well. But but for the most part, I agree with you. Yeah, there's so much like rust, and especially uh, for offense, especially with offensive lines. Um, I think you see a lot of O-line play that's bad early. It gets better as the year goes on, because that unit's all about like cohesion and working together. I say that's not an overreaction. I think that's a good take. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Cole, what you got? All right, my next one, another game we just talked about. Daniel Jones stinks. His contract is a disaster. They should have never paid him. Oh, yeah, right now that is not an overreaction. Oh, <laughs> dang. 
I mean, look, you're trying to get continuity in the quarterback play. At first, I thought it was going to be electric when I first saw him take off on that first drive. And then he kept doing it and doing it and doing it again because that's all he could do. And it wasn't working to begin with. So, yeah, I I, I think uh, especially when you look at the reactions of just the fan base and the players themselves, like Saquon looked devastated, man. I mean, I know he got his little extension, but it's maybe maybe he probably should have sat down. Maybe he probably, maybe he probably should have, you know, found a way to test the market. So I'm not I'm with you on that one. That's not an overreaction. And these are, by the way, these aren't all. I don't fully believe all of these, but uh, they're fun kind of overreactions that I somewhat have and other people have. Some of them I do believe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that one was ugly. Good news for the Giants. Last thing I'll say on them, they do get Arizona next week. So, if they, hopefully they can win that one. <laughs> um, all right, you got another one? Yes. Um, this one's going to be regarding your division, Colby. Um, the Browns are your AFC North favorite after going into their home and handling business with Joe Burrow, keeping him under 100 yards. Browns, oh, favorite to win the North. No, that's a major overreaction. It's one game. It's, that's the definition of overreaction. I still think they'll come in last. You think so? I'm not taking the tune after one game. It was a great win. Um, but we'll see. Now, if they beat Pittsburgh next week, and they change the tune, at least as far as them coming in last. But no. For now, for now that's an overreaction. Definitely an overreaction. Alright, there you go. There we go. I'm at a Browns one too, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take mine off because it was pretty similar. It wasn't exactly the same, <laughs> but mine was just that the Browns are now the best team in Ohio, but I'm gonna take that one off just to kind of see. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. This one's pretty simple, and I think I know what you're gonna say already. This is related to the game your team played in, but it's not about your team, and it's just simply Baker is back. Yes. It took him a little while to come back from the shoulder. He's back. He's going to be the guy for more than just this year at Tampa. Yes, all, all the way. Yes, I said it at the beginning. Baker Revenge Tour, all the way. I love it. Um, I'm here for it. I think Baker can do it. I just want to see. Uh, I wish it wasn't against my team. Like I said at the beginning, I just really wish it was against my team. But he did it. So I think he got the res- he got the receivers to do it, man. Yes, he doesn't have the O line, but I mean they look like they held up against Brian Flores' scheme. And to Neil Hunter, so let's see how they uh, let's see how they do against maybe more. I don't know what's their next biggest threat when it comes to D line. After that, actually, when I check it out, because if I'm looking at their schedule, it might honestly be probably the Saints. If it's like an in rivalry game, that's their next one. They should that should be a win after the after the way they play. That should be a win. Um, here we go. I'm looking at their schedule. Yeah. Oh wait, there we go. They play this they play the Eagles week three. So I feel like that's our real answer test right there. <laughs> play the Eagles week three. That's a real baker. Do you really have it in your game? So <laughs> Oh yeah. Alright, all right. So you think I haven't had you don't think my overreactions have been too dramatic. Okay. What do you got next? Alright, Titans will come last in the AFC South. Wow. I have a Titans one too, but it's different, so I'm going to keep mine. Uh, that's an overreaction. Very, Texans and Colts also lost. Um, the Texans and Colts are not going to be very good. <laughs> I don't 
the Titans are going to be great by any means. I don't think they're going to be in the playoffs or anything. But now, I wouldn't be surprised if they came in third if the Texans are cold, so Stroud or uh, Richardson really comes on and they win some more games than you think. But no, not, they won't be last. I think that's an overreaction. Hmm. I don't know. See, the, my, my reasoning for this was Stroud and Richardson both played against teams that we consider playoff teams. And the Titans played uh-huh. a gross game against the Saints. A gross game. Saints, I think, would be solid, too. All right. My next one, I think you also, this is a Rams one. I think you also had a Rams one as well. It's probably pretty similar. The next overreaction, we've all been disrespecting Sean McVay and Matt Stafford. Rams back to the playoffs. All right, Colby, that. I know I said it could, who knows what their offense could be, but I think that is going to be your first overreaction in my book. I think you're right. I mean, look, the guy just, I don't know how much is left in the tank. It's awesome to see him throw, sling it all across the field, but man, I don't know how much they got in him, but... It's fun to watch. It is fun to watch. They could be the they could be the Seahawks of last year. But Colby, I'm gonna actually the only reason why I said the Rams were a part of my take was because it's the team they faced, and they're next up on my list. And it is Seattle. Your hype is gone. Yeah, no, I don't think that's an overreaction either. No, I think their hype's not gone. Or their hype, yeah, they got smoked by a team that most people think is gonna be bad. And uh, Gino. Gino, the thing is the biggest part of it. He's like regresses. He's like below average. They might be cooked. Um, so yeah, I don't think that's an overreaction. They have a lot of expectations, but uh, I think they could. Yeah. If they they play Detroit next week, if they lose, they're zero and two. Things can quickly go awry. Yeah, they can go. It'll go cra- It'll go downhill real fast. That's why. Hey man, that's why I really, it's really stinks to see Seattle come down to a Geno Smith coin toss. It really does stinks. All right, Cole, what you got? All right, my next one. Here's my Titans take, but it's not about the team necessarily. Brian Tannehill is cooked. It's time for Will Levis already. Oh, you're calling in for Levis? Already, Will Levis. I don't need to see any more from Tannehill. He's done. He's done. It's time for Will Levis. I'm going to say overreaction because there's a reason why they keep coming back to Tannehill and there's a reason why they might be holding back on Levis. I wouldn't be surprised they'll come week seven or week eight if they're like in two and five last in the division like I think they might be with Ryan Tannehill. I think they would put in Will Levis. So... If anything, I just think it's just not now. It's too it's too soon. That's why I'm saying it's an overreaction. Yeah, that may be fair. I hope it's I hope we see Levis sooner than later though, man. I'm I'm really done with Tannehill. <laughs> you and Christian both. You and Christian both. It makes them, it'll make them so much more interesting. Whether that would be good or to be bad, it'll be much more interesting with Levis. Well, we've seen, what, we've seen what happens when you take away Ryan Tannehill. They lose a lot of consistency. They just become a Derrick Henry-based team. I mean, Derrick Henry only got 50, 60 yards last game, and at least Tannehill threw the ball for at least, what was it, like 100, 200 yards? I don't know. It wasn't a great game for him as well. Like I said, like you said, it's not 
Look, the QB situation is not perfect in Tennessee. <laughs> I don't know what the answer is there. I don't know what the answer is there. That's why I also say it's an overreaction because I don't trust Will Levis in myself. Very fair. I'm not a huge Levis guy either, but it would be interesting. All right, that's fair. All right, your turn. You got another one? Yes, I have two more. Oh, I have two more as well. Perfect. Oh, perfect. There we go. Mine is Justin Fields. It's over, bud. No one believes in you. I'm done with you. Oh. I, I I tried. This was my one game. I put my faith in you, bud. If you watch the, if you listen to the episode, I I gave you a good hype speech, and you still <laughs> let me down. Fields. He listening. Maybe you would have won. Maybe, maybe. Fields. <laughs> it's over though. I think I think this the hype is over. People are talking about how they should have actually done something with the first round pick instead of keeping you already, and it's only been one week. They're booing you in the second quarter. I think the field's experience might be over. Wow, that's an overreaction. I just don't like um, I think he was, I mean, he wasn't great, obviously, but I don't think he was even the biggest reason they lost. Their defense is terrible. Um, their O-line is not good. So I think organizationally, they're still kind of a mess. Even though I liked a lot of the moves they made, I don't want to just 180 because they lost the game. I still really liked everything they did in the offseason. Um but I think that's an overreaction. I, I'm going to give him some more time. If it keeps going this way, you might be right, but not yet. It's not over yet. Yeah. All right. It's fair. All right. My next one, you're going to hate this one. It's related to that same game. Oh, okay. Favre to Rogers to Love. The Packers have done it again and found another elite quarterback. I'm going overreaction because of the second to last word you threw into that se- sentence. The so word. The word elite. That 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 that's where that's where I draw the line, Colby. I'm going. I I don't know if Love is going to be an elite quarterback. I still believe that he is just going to be a system quarterback who is a guy that as long as he has his weapons. He's going to be nice and comfortable. I don't think he's going to be a legend. I don't think he's going to be elite. I think he's going to be a Kirk Cousins type-esque. But, of course, you probably think, oh, that's impossible. Remember, Kirk puts up good numbers, folks. He just doesn't run. He just doesn't run. <laughs> so, uh, I would say love more of a product of the system in the future. But, week one starts considering... He did get the job done against the Bears. I'll give him that. But right now, overreaction. Alright, that's a fair take. Fair response. <laughs> I have to. I'm sorry. Alright, final that's one for okay. me. And this one I feel like you will find interesting. But this time, Colby, after the track meet that happened in San Diego, I think they learned something in Miami. That the cold will not stop them this season. I am tired of that storyline. I don't think I don't think it's going to affect the Miami Dolphins this year. I think the cold's not going to affect them. You want to know why? Because I think the playoffs might go down in Florida and the AFC Colby. Uh, ooh, my la- that's so funny. My last one's also about the Dolphins. I would say that's not an overreaction. As long as... I, I, that was a very impressive win by the Dolphins, man. As long as two is out there, they're going to be good. So, nah, I, I don't think that's an overreaction at all. Dang. My last one was also, I'll just go quick because this is pretty similar, but I said I was wrong about the Dolphins. Tua and the, the, the Dolphins will not only win the AFC East, but they have a real chance to go to the Super Bowl. 
Yeah, I was about to say, a little tag on to, I guess, both of ours. Do you think the AFC Championship will be purely in Florida? We're getting a pure Florida AFC Championship with the Jags and Dolphins. Yeah. You think we can get yeah. that? I would love it. That would be awesome. But no, it's no way. No way? All right, I'm going to pencil that in as one of my takes. I'm penciling it in. So you got to think the Chiefs are probably at least going to be involved. I'm going to pencil it in for my take, at least. I, I'm going to Ernie this, and I'm going to go ahead and sticky note it. Jags, Dolphins, AFC Championship, Jalen. Uh, hey, man, I got to take it on a call. Sorry, we can, if we can do final thoughts then. Cool. Oh, yeah. All right, so Cole, like you were saying, we are going ahead and wrap this on up. Um, I just put down my bet for this AFC Championship, but as always, we end on some strong things and some strong thoughts, so it's time for our final thoughts. Go ahead and take it away, Cole. All right, final thought. Um, glad to be back doing this up for Thursday. It's just a quick thing, but my final thought, I always, since we did talk all football, I did tell you after the Steelers game, I might just have to be a basketball guy now, so I'll go back to basketball. Um, the FIBA World Cup tournament ended. Uh, the USA did not medal, and it all came crashing down, and yeah, they came in fourth. But my actual final thought, Germany won, thanks to a strong showing from Dennis Schroeder and Franz Wagner, so I'm going to take it back to my magic bandwagon. No. Franz and Paolo are going to light it up next year. I can't wait to see what they do in their second year to walk together. Uh... Uh, you know, I'm just going to have obnoxious about this magic bandwagon. So, Frauds and Paulo both looking pretty good. They're going to take the next step next year. Can't wait to see the magic in action. That's going to be a dynamic duo down in uh, Disney. Hmm. Well, my final thought here, folks. Um, Colby, I'm not going to say I hate that final magic take, actually. That's a great oh, one, actually. Okay. That's a good way for you to round around, run it right back around to... Uh, to your your magic take i do like i do respect that that god dang it i was not expecting it um uh, i was actually going to give anthony edwards a little bit of a nod because of all the fiba news and everything because that's where i was actually going to go for my final thoughts as well that he'll get the opportunity to hopefully play with lebron and all those other big names when they go out in 2024 which everyone's already like, oh, we need to send everyone. We didn't medal. Press the big red button and everything. And it's like, okay, let's, let's calm down for a minute here. But go ahead. No, go. That's a good it is the Olympics. So I think I'm hoping, uh, like, they'll send a lot of people. I'm hoping, like, Jokic and Giannis and all that will play too. Like, Jamal Murray didn't play for Canada this time. So the Olympics in two years might be the best we've ever had if all the stars actually play. Yeah. For, like, the other countries even. Yeah, and Canada had a great showing. I mean, they had Shea and Dylan Brooks pulling up great stats Canada, for them. Canada's like the whole team of NBA guys. They're like the only team besides the U.S. that they're basically can make a whole roster of NBA guys. A lot of Canadians in the NBA. Yeah, underratedly a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyways, that originally wasn't even my final thought, folks. My final thought was, guys, we just made it through a whole weekend of football. One last game. And the biggest game, I think, still, or biggest story in the entire football line is Deion Sanders still, man. I do think Deion Sanders got something special going on over there. It's uh, it's surprising to see how much coverage they're getting still. Uh, they got a big one, I think. They got, uh, not this weekend, but I think they got Oregon and USC still on the schedule. And oh, yeah. I think those are going to be, for me, it's just crazy to consider that the Pac-12 Got great has great games this season and is about to become the pack two. So yeah, that is kind of depressing. 
Yeah. So that my final thought is Dion Sanders, and I, I would like to add in this fun little take with it, just to go at, for us to all leave on. And it is, what, imagine if Dion was in the Pac-12 in Colorado last season. Would it still be as popping as it is now? That's that's my little 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 caveat there, because would it be? Maybe he would have saved it. Who knows? I mean, just like how I'm trying to save this podcast ending to make sure it is some good stuff. That was some good stuff. Great final thought. Uh, his son is also awesome, and I'll, I'll end with that. But that's, that was very good stuff, Jalen. A lot of fun. Thank you for listening to the CJJC Show. Whenever you want more biased takes, go on over to our social media pages, Spotify, or wherever you can probably find a podcast, if we have it up. And if we do, thank you for following us on social media. And besides that, have a good one, y'all.